1: is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Pratch, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. What is going on in the kitchen, guys? Sarah, how are you doing?
2: What kind of intro is that?
1: <laughs> that was a reference to the joke that was made right before we started recording the podcast.
2: <laughs> okay, Were you but, listening
1: at all? But- no.
2: The thing is, no. the people that are listening to this podcast were not listening before Dusty hit record. So,
1: dude, they're I have introduced on. doing weird shit before, like mm-hmm. what's going on I in the know. kitchen. And really, Listen, that's the thing that three you off. You're
2: gone for a little bit. So, I forgot that this is how we start the show sometimes. You <laughs> forgot
1: that I'm a weirdo? Okay. I got you. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I did, essentially. So.
1: Sarah Kelleher, how are you doing today?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. We're here. We have. <laughs> Nailed it. We have so much to talk about in the NFL, the Packers. It, there's just so much news happening in the football world. But, yeah, we're going to break it all down for you in this brief episode coming up here.
1: <laughs> Dusty, how are you doing today?
3: I'm excited cooking in the kitchen, Steve. Um, <laughs> I like that we like we always get to this time of year. and We're always like, man, we're, you know, we're looking forward to a short episode. We're going to go forty minutes. Like we already know how this goes. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to be here. You know, talking football with you guys. It's all, even if we don't have anything to talk about, it's always good to sit down and talk with you guys. So I'm I'm excited.
2: Agreed. Good way to put that, Dusty. Thank
1: you. Well, we're just off to a great start, guys. Tremendous. Uh, so. OTAs started today We had some coaches talk We had a whole slew of players Not available And uh, none of us are in Green Bay To actually watch it So, uh, Dusty, we'll start with you Tell us a couple of the tweets That you saw that uh, caught your eye Or people that weren't there You know the big takeaways from OTAs in May. The big takeaways from day one of the OTAs.
3: Yes, um, he said we're not there. So I'm mean, very appreciative, as always, to the people up there covering it. Schneidman always does a tremendous job. Friend of the podcast, Matt, Matt Schneidman always does a great job, kind of hitting all the high notes and some of uh, some little some nice little moments that happen. So first off, he had the list of uh, the guys not at OTAs. It was uh, Sammy Watkins. Alan Lazard, he noted that Alan Lazard on the team website is still listed as a restricted free agent, meaning he has not signed his tender. We've touched on that in the past. We don't need to get into that. I do think he's going to sign. It's just worth noting. Uh, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, Rashawn Gary, Jonathan Garvin, Randy Ramsey, Mercedes Lewis, Preston Smith, and Aaron Rodgers.
2: <gasps>
3: Gasp. Shock. Oh, no. Uh, so those guys were not at voluntary. I repeat, Voluntary. OTAs um, oh,
2: mandatory
1: man. <laughs> in the uh, side work area. Do you feel slightly annoyed by that?
2: By what?
1: Yeah, it. yes. Fifty freaking million dollars, and the man can't show up to a to a practice. Like, <laughs> listen, man, <laughs> come on. Like, I.
2: You can't I'm, be I'm sitting out build, this I'm face. gonna,
1: I'm gonna build up relationships with these it. rookie He's wide receivers, so and. <laughs> Uh, i can't he
3: tried so hard man, i, that was, I, you had I me for try. a minute i know right?
2: another time that i wish people <laughs> could see us we really need to start doing video because listening to it you're like wow steve is like the angry man yelling into the cloud right now like he's upset meanwhile he's saying this with the biggest smile on his face grinning ear to ear he's like oh aaron rogers he didn't show up <laughs>
1: Uh, part we of need me
2: thought to, maybe,
1: content
3: <laughs> part of me thought he was actually upset for a second They're like no we <laughs> talked about this 10 minutes ago that he was gonna be fake mad i know i knew what this was but he still you got me there steve so you guys uh, told me to be fake mad i, I know, was just listen, playing the part sold it you did a great job just tremendous work there steve um yeah i would not have been able to sell it that well um <laughs> I guess in additional notes, there are, like, some guys were there in a side workout area, so not actually you know on the field doing any drills or anything. And that was some guys from last year that were going through injuries: Kylan Hill, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Robert Tunyon, Dean Lowry, uh, and then one of the more. Interesting notes to me, I thought, was a starting offensive line. This means nothing because, you know, a lot of guys are out. Some guys are not OTAs. But the starting offensive line that they brought out for the first OTAs, which, again, means nothing. But, hey, content in May. Uh, Yash Nyman, the left tackle. this is from left to right. Nyman, Runyon, Myers, Newman, and Van Lannen. That was their starting... Starting lineup uh, for the offensive line they rolled out, and then uh, kind of later on they they had Newman slide to right tackle and Hanson to right guard. Doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, but it does speak to, I think to you know what the what the Packers like, which is offensive line versatility and kind of moving those guys around. Royce Newman at right tackle, I don't love that, but you know they're trying him there. They're, they've got nothing else to lose, so why not? So those are uh, those are the notes I came up with uh, from. Uh, from OTAs, uh, Sarah, you had a you had a fun note about the uh, special teams, uh, <laughs> some of the guys they had on special teams. Uh, but I'll let you uh, let you take that one.
2: Yeah, I mean, we know special teams is just absolutely an area of need, um, and it really can only go up for the Packers because I'm not sure it can get much worse on special teams this season. Um, but they had a stellar lineup out there at OTAs on Tuesday, and that uh, consisted of. Devondre Campbell, Aaron Jones, and Adrian Amos. And yes, I did read the correct um, lineup there. So do what you'd like with that, but very just interesting. I Don't, I don't they know. have any
1: undrafted rookies they can put on <laughs> special teams?
2: What the hell? I, I just, I have a feeling that... I'm thinking back to my youth soccer days where we'd have to play, you know, certain games, whether it be three V three, and we couldn't decide on teams. And so the coach was just like, I'm gonna give everyone a number and if you get number three, you're all on the same team. I think that's what happened. They all just lined up and they said, Okay, you guys got this number or you drew this number out of a hat, you're special actually, teams for today.
1: I would say if if you think about it, those three guys, those sound like the three of the guys on the team that would actually volunteer To go on special teams and OTAs. (laughs) like, Legitimately think about it like, oh, yeah, Coach, I got you. I got you, Coach. Don't worry.
2: You're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. Um, Steve, what are your thoughts since you just are a firm believer that Aaron Rodgers should be at these voluntary OTAs? What if Aaron (laughs) Rodgers just showed up and he said, I'm not going to play quarterback, but I'm going to play special teams. I'm going to help you guys out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I want to see it. I absolutely want to say that's a $50 million man. He should be playing more than quarterback. He should be like legitimately, he should be able to be down there making tackles. He should be leading the, like helping with the cheerleaders. He should be he's, like everything.
2: He He's a man of many talents. He's a quarterback right. soon to be special team star owner of the Chicago bears. The list goes on. So anyways, um, Dusty talked a little bit about, um, some of the things that happened on the field at OTAs, which is great. But of course, now uh, we talked about this with Aaron Nagler a few, um, or I guess about over a month ago now um, when he was on our show, that reporters and media are back in the locker room this season. So we got to see that today. um, And there were some interesting tidbits that came um, out of media availability after OTAs on Tuesday. So um, we'll start with the more serious one and then the rest were, pretty lighthearted and fun. But uh, somebody asked a really great question to Jordan Love. You know, this was maybe the year that, you know, when Jordan Love was originally drafted that he thought, okay, this year is going to be the year, you know, 2022 season where I'm going to be the starter for the NBA Packers. And he was kind of building to this point. Well, obviously Aaron Rodgers signed the extension. That didn't happen. Um, so somebody asked, you know, Jordan Love, what's your mentality? Like, this off season and how is it going to change maybe going into the season or how did it change? Uh, and he had a really interesting answer. If you haven't you know, listened to his full quote, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Um, but he said he was obviously thrilled for Aaron um, with the extension and that it's so well-deserved um, and that, you know, he's always prepared as a backup as if he was the guy, um, you know, if something happens, we saw last year with COVID, he had to step in, if something like that happens. He needs to be prepared mentally to just jump in and, know the playbook and do the best you can to lead the team. Um, So he said he's really just going to approach it that way. Um, Of course, selfishly and personally, he was like, oh, you know, Aaron's back. So I'm the backup again. And, you know, that probably sucks. You get drafted and you want to play and you have to continue to be the backup. So I appreciated personally, I appreciated his honesty there. And then also really respect just kind of his outlook and mentality. And I think it's the reason why, you know, the team wants to keep him around Um, and it seems like he has good relationships with the other quarterbacks in the room too. So, um, that I'm interested to just see how that develops as the year goes on. Um, some more like fun parts of, um, media availability on Tuesday. So as we know, Jari Alexander got paid, which is amazing. um, And Darnold Savage Jr. said that he had paid for Jair Alexander's parking at the airport for several uh, away games so that he's expecting money back now that he's making 21 million per year. So I thought that was funny also because he was making millions of dollars before. So I'm like, why? Why didn't he? paid parking before but now you know he's got even more millions i'm a
1: little confused by that is that like some sort of was that like a rookie hazing thing that started because i mean both first round draft picks and jair was like a couple picks ahead like number wise like ahead of him a couple by a couple i think jair was like 18 darnell was like what was he 21 um and yeah, I mean, it's not like they're making that different of money at that point. So that I kind of, like ass- a, I
3: you know, kind of assumed rookie hazing. Hazing,
1: yeah I I, yeah. I I kind of thought the same thing it when I
3: read sense. it. Like, I, I, if it's not rookie hazing, this makes zero sense to me. So I assume some
0: kind of rookie hazing thing. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed.
2: Yep. Well, in addition to money, apparently uh, Jari Alexander also owes um, Packers guys snacks, too. So if you recall, um, Eric Stokes bought a bunch of snacks for the veteran um, defensive guys last season, and he was very proud of that. Um, But he said now that I I actually think Schneidman was the one that asked him, hey, you know, now that he's got all that money, do you expect – Um, some snacks or some favors in return. And he said, heck yeah, I'm definitely getting something from him. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. I'm sure there'll be some Christmas gifts maybe this year. I know that's a big thing where guys typically like to, you know, recognize the guys that they're in the same room with and that, you know, where they go to work with every day. Um, And then last little tidbit, we, if you're on Twitter, which I'm sure many of you are, you, you, obviously saw that Kenny Clark and MVS used to just absolutely bully the hell out of each other um, on Twitter almost every day. They would call each other ugly. They It was just brutal. Um, and so somebody asked Kenny Clark about it. He said he'll miss doing it in person, but that don't worry, they still talk on the phone and they just do it that way instead. <laughs> so if you were losing sleep over the fact that you can't see some of that banter, don't you worry. Because it's still happening, you just don't know about it.
3: I think one time MVS said Kenny Clark had the body of a microwave, and that one that <laughs> that one took me out. That was uh, that was that was very good. They were uh, the no. most
2: random insults. <laughs>
1: You guys no no that's not going to be happening anymore. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter but a Kansas City Chiefs fan told MVS that he needs to cut all ties with anything related to the Green Bay Packers and mm. just be done with it. <laughs> which he just called him which which, which, which he called that. them weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was like dude that's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Made me love MVS even more. So so I don't know uh, I actually have some really breaking news you guys have not seen this it just broke on Twitter but uh, Chris Olave coming to the Green Bay Packers whoo what? Swear to God, coming to the Green Bay Packers My via come via shared practice fields with the Boo. Green Bay Packers. Ooh, this man! <laughs> uh, so yeah, we found out today that the New Orleans Saints are going to be doing some shared practices with the Packers this year, and it's not super exciting. So over under, how many fights do you guys think are going to happen? One and um, a half. One and a half. What do you think, Dusty? Oh man i'll go i'll I'll hit the over on that yeah. I feel like I feel like it's gonna be
3: uh two two or three, and they always say fights it's like light scuffles, but yeah I, I, one point five I take the over I'm yeah,
2: I'm smashing the over on that I also there's probably some hard feelings that the Saints absolutely just pooped all over the Packers in week one um so I have a feeling there might be some chirping about that um yeah, it's gonna get ugly. Not like terrible, but there's their the words will be exchanged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's all fair. Uh, Dusty, uh, Bill Huber wrote uh, an article there, wrote an article within the last week or so, and it got posted today about uh, the new special teams coordinator, Basatia, And you were able to read a little bit of it, had a couple of quotes from there that you wanted to just talk about a little bit since we're lacking on content. <laughs>
3: so let's, sure, let's hear it. I'll hit a couple. So, actually, there was one uh, – Schneidman hit one today as well. So, the, the the impetus behind the Huber article, I feel like, kind of stems off of the Schneidman one. So, basically, what, a lot of what was taken from OTAs today was – Boy, Masaccia sure jumps around and yells a lot. Like, he, he really is a, he's a fiery dude. Like, <laughs> the floor described him as a fiery dude. Um, the way uh, Schneidman put it in his article for The Athletic was uh, he was, uh, what do you say? He was galloping downfield during a coverage deal with his players, and his expletive count, both from excitement and frustration, and just an hour and a half surpassed what we heard from Maurice Drayton all last season. Again, Fiery dude, but kind of reading some of the stuff and some of these quotes are from last week, but it it is, it's fun. It's, it's fun reading about this just because it is, we don't know what this is going to look like, but it seems like there's an energy around almost the same way that we heard about Joe Barry, different kind of context last year, as far as the energy he brings. It's the same thing. Everything you read about Passaccia, it's about the energy. He's, he's described himself as a, uh, a short, (laughs) short bald Italian that maybe makes me mad at everybody is the way Passaccia has described himself. Uh, A tough love is the way that he's kind of, um, He's described and the way that him talking about the special teams room and this, this made me think of when Sarah brought up, uh, you know, the, the guys, Aaron Jones, and everyone on special teams was uh, he says, when they get on the field, this is him talking about uh, kind of the guys in the special teams room, the guys on the field. When they get on the field, they've got a Jersey number on. They're accountable to the guy next to them. They're accountable to their job. When they come into my office and they've got a name. Now we can talk football. We can talk about anything you want to talk about. But when I get on the field, they have a job to do and they're accountable to the guy next to them in front of them behind them. And so on. And, uh, and that's our one play mentality. So he kind of, I mean, the way he talks, like hearing people talk about him, he's this fiery guy. If you hear him talking to himself, he's a fiery guy. And it seems like when we kind of knew this coming in, he's going to be tough on people but everyone I mean the Raiders to a man like listen he was tough to play for sometimes but everyone in that room loved him and it's it's cool kind of seeing this side of it now both from seeing the way he he acts on the field during OTAs seeing some of these quotes that that's exactly what he's going to be he's going to be tough love he's going to be in your face but it's he's also a guy you can see really easy to kind of root for and love and get everyone on the same same page so yeah those were kind of both the the little the tidbit from uh, schneidman in his athletic article but yeah over on
1: si.com huber's got kind of a longer article about some of the stuff from today which was uh which was fun i did not see this anywhere on twitter but was schneidman in a tracksuit today (laughs) i didn't see it and no one was roasting him about it so i'm gonna guess no having that then okay that's all right. That's understandable. Um, all right. Well, uh, that wraps up all the content that we have for this week. So we got a grand total of three questions on Twitter. So thank you to the three of you who did that and uh, sent those into us. So we'll just get those going, and then uh, we'll keep this one quick today. So uh, first one is from Gooseborn. Uh, Gooseborn? I'm not sure. Sorry about that, buddy. Who will make a bigger impact as a rookie, Walker, Wyatt, or Watson? Sarah, who do you think?
2: Hmm. Good question. I think Watson, uh, just because visually it might be a bit more flashy, you might see it a bit more. I also think he brings that speed element um, that the Packers are hoping re- – we're looking to replace after losing you know, MBS and Devontae Adams, so that'll be great, and I just – I think he's a perfect fit for the Packers. I'm loving all the stuff I've been seeing from him. And it just seems like he's going to go into his rookie year and just crush it. I have really good, really good vibes about it. But I also think that Devontae Wyatt could be a standout too. I mean, that, that front seven is looking really scary and, you know, if he's getting advice and mentorship from Kenny Clark, then look out because that could be a just absolutely lovely duo for the Packers.
1: Do you wanna do you wanna add um, Quay Walker in there too? I mean, and just not answer it at all. <laughs> Who has I the bigger found... impact? So you just answered two out of the three. 66%. 66% <laughs> on.
2: What I, I said Watson first, but then I said it why it would be a close second. Shut up, Steve. God. <laughs>
3: I think the, one A, one B, one C, Steve. Um, as far as Um for for me, I'm I'm I want to say Watson, but I am going to go Wyatt. I feel I feel like part of that's just it's the positional value of it, or, or as easy as it is to translate in the position. I've talked about it before. I think. Wyatt's going to struggle a little bit, the first-round linebackers. There's there's just a lot to step into to be an immediate contributor, and I think it's just going to take him a little bit. Same thing with wide receivers. I think Watson's going to make an impact. I just don't think – think he's going to kind of come along slowly, but I think Wyatt from day one could come in. You stick him next to Kenny Clark and what he does with the line and what he helps with the pass rush. I just I just think as far as plug-and-play – why it seems like the easiest guy from a rookie class as far as where
1: he plays yeah that's my answer too i think if you've got kenny clark getting double teamed and then you've got Rashawn gary getting maybe wanting to add to chip adding into double team to him like if you're just going to leave preston smith and devontae wyatt by themselves man okay yeah sign me up and i think that he can beat those single teams off like starting as a rookie so i'm i'm all on board on that um i also think that quay walker and um christian watson can make a, a really big impact so i really like i'm not sure maybe all three of them that could be that could be really <laughs> what happens uh, all three of them could make a huge impact right away so sarah's, sarah's just giving you. us a dead eyes sarah's sarah's just a dead you. eyes yeah <laughs> it's understandable mike Koano who is your 2022 way too early rookie crush and then uh for dusty and i he has a question about uh cylinder or rotary mowers so uh dusty we'll start with you who's your who's your uh who's your crush i'll go chris it,
3: it's man listen it's gonna be christian watson or romeo dubs i think watson's on the field more and i just i love him from uh from what he did to college so i'll go watson because i don't know it's, that's who i am and that's what i love and uh for the lawnmowers i you know what? I do rotary just because it's it's kind of cheaper and it's what I have. I think taken by itself, I think the cylinder mowers are better. They're just way more expensive. And like I'm not I'm not running a high end golf course here, man. I'm just I'm cutting my lawn. I want it to look nice enough for the neighbors don't kill me and give the place a uh, you know, give give the kids room and, and a nice room to, to to kind of run around outside. So uh so I go I go rotary and I make no apologies.
2: Well I'm gonna answer part one of that question. Um
1: Is it the entire draft class?
2: I was just Ooh, gonna it say is a, it is it's the class. entire draft class. <laughs> Equally <laughs> yeah, they all have an equal share of my heart. Um, no, I talked about this um, last week. I think Romeo Dubs is really going to surprise people. And I-, I think I'm crushing on him a little bit. So that would be my rookie crush.
1: I think I'm going to go Sean Ryan. I'm, I'm really I like intrigued. Of that. I- I've really hoped that this is the time that... The third round draft pick, like bust factory that the Packers have been, <laughs> gets, gets broken. But you know that offensive line versatility that they always look for is something that he's got. And I really just, I don't know. I, I, I have a gut feeling that this this kid could be could be a real could be the real deal. Could be the nice right tackle for the Packers, Gar, whatever they need him to be. And so that's uh, that's pretty much what I. I'm looking for um, and uh, yeah, as far as lawnmower yeah, that's a rotary. I'm not going to be buying any fancy ass thing to cut my lawn. It's the uh, bought something at home Depot like five years ago. And that's, that's, that's what I got. So, all right. And then the last question, our good old buddy, Matt Pickett, he wants to know, which Packers rookie do you think will be, A, the biggest surprise, B, the most valuable, valuable woo, and C, the most lovable? And then he does have a food question. We're entering barbecue party season. So what are your favorite and least favorite side dishes found at these events? Sarah, we'll start with you.
2: All right. Well, I feel like I, I kind of answered a little bit already, but I'll just recap. So biggest surprise, Romeo Doug's most valuable, Christian Watson. Most lovable? Hmm, that's good. I, I think it's going to be Sean Ryan. Like, I, I, he's got the hair. He gives me a lot of David Bakhtiari vibes, who is just insanely lovable and a huge fan favorite. I think they're going to team up. Bakhtiari is going to take him under his wing a little bit, and he'll become a fan favorite. I could see him, you know, all the Packers do those social media videos now where they put, you know, the camera up and all the players are walking by on the way to practice. I could see him having some very good answers that everybody laughs at. Um, so that would be my answer for that. My favorite and least favorite side dishes found at those event. Okay. So mac and cheese would be my favorite. Easy. And uh, least favorite, without a doubt, coleslaw. What Disgusting. Yes. Hate yes. coleslaw. <laughs> Nasty. Don't even convince me. My mom tries to do this all the time where she's like, it's not like the traditional coleslaw. I mm-hmm. made it slightly different garbage sorry still, mom love still, you still sucks it still mom sucks and it's <laughs> it's not you mom it's me i <laughs> i don't like it
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah, well, I've talked about this before. So, biggest surprise, oh, we're so close to this. You know, we follow the Packers. We, we talk about the Packers. But I'd say at least somewhat intelligently on a weekly basis, um, I read a lot. And so, when I think, like, biggest surprise, every name I was looking at, I feel like I've already seen a piece saying, like, oh, this is guy is going to be the breakout of the draft class. So, biggest surprise is is tough for me to kind of quantify in that because I feel like, I feel like it's not really going to be a surprise for someone. But... Let's go. Um, I know, I'm going to go Tyler Goodson. I was, I was kind of going between Tariq Carpenter or Tyler Goodson. Tyler Goodson, who's on, you know, undrafted free agent, running back. I, you know, I talked about Kylan Hill earlier. He's kind of rehabbing. Goodson could be, I think he's going to end up RB3, you know, do some special team stuff, but he's kind of just, just a shifty, twitchy little guy uh, that I think he's, the Packers are going to make some nice use of in the offense. So I'll go Tyler Goodson. RB3 is my surprise, most valuable. I'll go Zach Tom. Uh, just because I do feel like the positional versatility, I feel like he's a guy I don't know. I think he could challenge for a starting spot right away. I don't know that he comes away with one, but I think he could play, you know, a handful of different positions along the line there, and they really value that. I mean, he seems like a guy from day one. If you want, if you need to plug him into a guard spot, he's gonna, at the very least, he's gonna give you a baseline of adequate. So I think Zach Tom is gonna be for, you know, hopefully we don't see the injuries we saw last year along the offensive line. But if they do have those injuries, I think Tom is a plug and play guy with the with a chance to be a starter from day one. So I think he could be the most valuable. Most lovable, I'll go Christian Watson, just cause everything I've heard about him is that he's just just a good dude. Uh just kind of a good happy man. Uh and I like good happy men. So I'll go Christian Watson. I don't I honestly I don't have a good feel for the uh personalities uh of the rookies so far. So who knows? That's my answer. Who knows? Uh and my barbecue questions uh, let's see, my favorite side dish. Not every place has these. I make these, Steve. I know we've talked about it. I started making them because you make them. And that's the stuffed jalapeno poppers. Man, oh. like those bacon wrap stuffed jalapeno peppers. If uh, I'm making them on my grill. I don't know if anyone else is making them on there. So me and Steve are doing it. And if you And if you see them, eat those because that's that's some elite stuff right there so i'm taking that and least favorite yeah i'm no i'm absolutely 100 with sarah it's the same thing with like thanksgiving stuffing for me listen man i don't care (laughs) if it's like your great great grandmother's secret recipe handed down from like before jesus was born or whatever it is it's garbage and if you put it in front of me it's going
1: into the garbage so that is my coleslaw take yeah i mean if a recipe is from that that old like it can't be good
3: yeah, Can't yeah, it. and guess what? If it's newer, it's also not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's consistent. Uh, I give it that coleslaw
1: is consistent. See, so yeah, I'm okay. Like I'm okay with coleslaw. Just I'm in the middle. Like it's it's okay. It's not Why? something I'm like going going What's out of wrong? my way to eat. Are you okay? <laughs> I live That's in crazy Wisconsin. Crazy. For it's a it's comes with every single fish with fry twice, you ever get.
2: You're okay, Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah like legitimately every fish fry you ever get comes with coleslaw so i don't know i'm just like trained that way that's just but it's not something i'm like looking forward to but it's not something that i hate either so all right let's go uh biggest surprise i'm actually gonna go off the board from what you guys went and i'm gonna go with quay walker i i I don't know what the hell he's gonna be like i'm excited that they went first round draft pick for an inside linebacker of course i am but I mean they didn't even pick the quote unquote best inside linebacker on the Georgia team this year. <laughs> they see the they see the instincts, they see the things that they like in them and the potential and that's great. But as Dusty said earlier like inside linebacker it's it's a very mental position. It's something that takes time. It's not something that a lot of guys succeed at immediately um in the NFL and it's so I think that's the biggest surprise is everybody expects him to just slot right in right next to Devondre Campbell yeah. and just be a stud. And I think that's a mistake. I think you've got to give this kid a little bit of time to learn what Joe Barry wants. And I think I believe that Joe Barry will put him in good positions. They're not just going to throw him to the wolves and do something stupid, but there's going to be mistakes. So I think that's probably going to be a big surprise for people. Most valuable, um let me, pull that up really quick i do think it's gonna be christian watson i think with the lack of wide receiver depth that they have right now i think he's gonna be relied on more than they normally would for wide receivers talked about all this stuff before so not a surprise to anybody and then most lovable i mean like i'm throwing a dart at a dart board here and just guessing So let's go with Romeo dubs just because he's got number 87 and Jordy Nelson was so lovable when he was in the 87 that I feel like that's uh, that's good. And and since, you know, Sternberger wasn't that guy, I think the next guy up Romeo dubs he's going to be lovable in that position. So we'll go Romeo dubs. And then as far as barbecue season, let's see. Favorite side dish. My mother makes a really, really good potato salad that goes well with mm. barbecue. Um, especially when it's freshly made, the potatoes are still warm. Like, oh man, that's uh that hits really well. And then least favorite dish. I just don't like the the lazy people that come over and like dump a bag of lazed potato chips into a thing like here's a side dish. Like, no, you no, you didn't do a side dish. So all right, guys, that kind of wraps everything up for us. So um kind of a crazy day and normally we do final thoughts from everybody um but today we kind of talked about it a little bit and i'm just going to talk a little bit about some of the crazy stuff that happened today in texas and i'm sure everybody knows there was a school shooting at an elementary school um obviously we don't want to get super political into anything like that but um honestly it's a it's a really sad day again and this continues to happen again and again and again and again and it makes me really sad it makes me scared and as a father um of two young kids it's it's a horrible thing that continues to happen in this country so all i'm gonna say is if you do have kids if you do have nieces nephews give them that hug that you can whenever you can and um and and be thankful that they're in their beds tonight, because there's several families down in Texas that weren't afforded that luxury for no reason whatsoever tonight. So, um, you know, uh, think of them when you can, and and really see what you can do to to see if you can help enforce some change in this country. We'll just leave it at that. Um, thank you guys for listening. As always, follow us on on Twitter at Dusty Evely at Sarah Keller for at Steve Perr, at Jack Peggy Day Podcast. We will be back next week. Dusty's going to be on vacation, so Sarah and I will come with some fun stuff to talk about. And then, um, yeah, appreciate you guys as always. And as always, go pack, go. <music>